So back at it again for another one. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. And I go by the name of Domino. And the guest I have today, you should be able to read it on the uh, description, but um, I had the pleasure of seeing her perform uh, a couple of weeks ago after hearing her name for about maybe three years now on and off. Oh gosh. So shout out to the Reed in this six-year anniversary. Shout out to Alex, first and foremost. But I uh, have in the building with me, from what I hear, one of the top three DJs in motherfucking city. Oh, top three? We got mm. DJ Miss Milan in the building. Oh, hey. Hey, how you doing? Yo. <laughs> you don't want that title of top three? The top three? No, because I'm the top one. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, I'm not joking. <laughs> I am. <laughs> No, but you know, you got to be confident. You got to claim it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to anybody else out there. We can talk your shit. I don't hear that, no. You know, I'm confident who I am in my lane, I can say so. Yeah. How you doing today? Everything good? I'm good. I'm blessed, you know. It's another beautiful day. Seems like the weather is getting warmer, so weather gets warmer, you know, the thought comes out. Niggas don't know how to act. I've seen a couple niggas out here. She want to break through. been hiding all winter. It's like, seen a couple niggas out here with no coats already. Well, that's because they, um... Either couldn't you know afford one or you know. Now they was white, so I don't I don't know if they had oh, anything well, to do with it. So you know how it is up there up north behind the wall. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you to that. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad you're here though. Yes, thank you for having me. So uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever the fuck you get your podcast. We well now we I am there. Uh, Domino Effect Podcast at Gmail com. Any comments, questions, or concerns? If you want your question answered in the in the the what segment, you can reach me there. That's Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. So, I'm just going to get into your business. Okay. See what's going on with you. Now, past couple of weeks, you've been kind of moving, right? Like, as far as I've been seeing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Recently, you did, uh, you was at Beats One. Yeah, Beats One Radio. With Nadeska. Yeah. How was that? That was fun. That was a new experience, you know, something that I've been talking about doing for Ever since I started DJing, it's becoming a radio personality slash DJ as well. So mm-hmm. to be able to spin and also get to talk on the mic and, you know, mm. do my thing really was a dream come true. So it was a dope, dope opportunity. That was your first time up there? Yeah. Okay. Very first time, yeah. And, and it was, you know, March 1st, the start of my birthday month. It was... Oh, the whole... <laughs> yeah, I hate that shit. When I tell you I hate a, that shit... What you hate? When girls do the whole month... What what you mean? I hate when girls do that shit. Because you know, I feel like the month is you, you when get you two officially, weekends maybe. All right. Nah, nah, nah. For me, it's definitely yes, Pisces. Okay, gotcha. So it's it's technically is the whole month because season ends like the twenty second. So mm. technically, we do got the whole month. You know what I'm saying? I'll let but, you have that. All right, all right exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Now you was just recently on Sway too. Yes, yeah, Sway in the morning. How was that? That was a really dope, fun experience. I mean, legendary Sway in the morning. Everyone mm. who's anybody has been on his show right. and been interviewed by him. So for me to have the opportunity to be on his, you know, platform and him shouting me out and bigging me up the way how he did, it was really, really like, you know, I belong here. This is exactly what I work hard for mm. to get here. So Now, how did that come about? 
Because everybody um, don't go on Sway. No, everybody <laughs> doesn't go on Sway. Honestly, I met him in Oakland as I am Sweetie's hype girl, basically mm. hype bait, okay. as we call it. And we had a show out there with uh, Steph Curry because he was releasing his new sneakers and was doing like a charity event out there. Mm. And Sway was hosting it. So I met him out there and I just remember seeing him. I ran down on him like, yo, what's up? Like, <laughs> like yo, you know, I'm a big mm. fan. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Very inspirational. One of the people that I do, you know, look up to as far as, you know, personalities. Right, right. And I think, you know, I should be on your show. Like, point mm. blank period. I just shot my shot. Like, I should just be on your show. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he was like, all right, cool, cool. I'm going to give you know my producer's number you know this that and the third only thing i ask is don't be whack and you know we chopped don't it up mm. and then i seen him on stage again and i was like yo can i just get like a little video drop and then you know he bigged me up and stuff like that and mm. i was like all right this is probably the manifestation that's gonna happen like you know i'm gonna make this happen because he already co-signed me right you know? so might as well and then i got an email shout out to my homegirl kiana parts super dope dj as well she you know helped Give me the alley on that, and I got an email to be on the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, you also did a, a music lab with Apple. Yeah. In Williamsburg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how'd that come about, and how was that? That was something very different. You know, it's a new lane, new adventure for me. Same mm. thing what DJing was like four years ago. So, producing mm. and being in this new light is something new. And I was fortunate enough to basically make an introduction to it you know with apple and using their programs like GarageBand and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and also you know not only just producing music but as a content creator you know i'm saying i have Mm. vlogs that i'm you know curating as you can call it that i have to put out as soon as i get you know stop being lazy and shit like that right 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 you know what i'm saying like you know you just be sitting on a lot of stuff you're like yo i just gotta get this done Mm. but you know just just producing things myself and putting things out myself so it was really great that they reached out to me and, and it's Women's History Month. So Exactly. Right. Only right. So now you've been DJing maybe like four or five years, right? Four years. This four year years. Is, yeah, yeah. All right. Now it's niggas that have been DJing way longer than that. That's not half as where you are, right? Mm. Now, has your ascension scared you at all? Because it's happening like kind of quick. I mean, maybe to the outside perception, it seems kind of quick in that Mm. sense. But for me, it still feels like a build. Like, I could recall, you know, crying. Like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm a bum. Right. (laughs) Because I'm not doing shit. You know, I'm not getting Mm. booked. I'm not, you know, getting certain, I guess, gigs and looks and stuff like that. So it was, you know, a while of just trying to prove to myself that I was even qualified to even Mm. do this and be in this lane and you know make this a career mm. so i guess you know for everyone else it does seem like you know wow she's getting these things so so quickly like mm. what has she done and it's like nah i've i've done my my own side of work to get where i am right now so it may look like a fast bill to everybody else but but behind the scenes is. y'all niggas don't know this. you know it's like what yeah. they say the 10 years you know what mm. i'm saying mm. overnight success really it takes 10 years to really do so and there's no discredit to those that have been doing it you know for however amount of time but mm. i truly believe everybody's lane is their own lane right. you know what i'm saying so when it's gonna happen it's gonna happen now, what do you attribute to your success so far, though? Um, just me being really grounded, in a sense, you know, spiritually, number one, having a good support system mm. around me. You know, I have really, really great friends. My manager, Chanel. Mm. Um, family is in, you know, 
I have a Caribbean family, so now they're starting to understand mm. what I'm doing. So it makes it easier now. Because, you know, before it was like a battle trying to prove mm. myself, not only to myself and to the world, but to them. And your family. You know, like, hey, you don't know what I'm doing, but I'm mm. doing something. I'm doing something. You know? I'm not at I'm home. Not yeah, I'm not a bum. Sitting on your couch. I can pay doing bills. doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm actually doing something with myself. So for them to, like, finally be like, oh, okay. You're, oh. Okay. This is what you've been doing for the past three years, making all this noise. And, mm. okay, it makes sense now. Yeah. So things like that, honestly, you know, they, they definitely play a part in who I am today, you know? Okay, now, when you initially got into DJing, did you think that it would take you as far as it's taking you now? Honestly, DJing, I would say the music side, if I was to say, like, if I was, like, singing and dancing, then I'd be like, yeah, I knew I was going to be here. Because yeah, right. I wanted to do that before I wanted to be a DJ. Mm. DJing came up because I decided to stop you know pursuing those dreams mm. and but i still wanted to do something with music right so djing was like a hobby that i was like i'm gonna just see where it's gonna take me mm. you know what i mean and it took me this far so after a while i would say i started to gain more confidence in myself as time went on initially i won't say that i knew i was going to be here like it was mm. just literally a hobby i probably was studying to be a manager at my restaurant because I was bartending before I even, you know, started DJing and stuff like that. So mm. I was like, okay, I'm studying these drinks and, you know, looking up for classes to go back to school and get a degree in something because, you know, I need education and right. I want to, you know, better my life if I'm going to be, no offense, but, you know, working class, nine to five yeah, right, right. and not, you know, entrepreneur because there are, you know, different levels of different things. So mm. I consider myself, you know, like, all right, I did this, you know, and I'm here, so I'm happy and I'm proud of myself. Okay. All right, so let's start from the beginning, right? So right. you're Bayesian and Guyanese, right? <laughs> born Who are you, feds? <laughs> <laughs> so you're born in Brooklyn, yeah. raised in Queens, right? Mm -hmm. How's it growing up in Queens? Um, Queens is quiet, to be honest. Like, growing up, like, of course back in the day you know before gentrification and all that came into play and stuff mm. like that you know it was like your regular i won't say it was like nitty and gritty hood where you had to like walk with a shank and shit like that because yeah. i was still young had you to know fight my whole life you know what i'm <laughs> saying like i wasn't it, it wasn't that bad my mm. catholic school literally was like right up the block so i could mm. literally walk to my school okay. and walk back home you know what i'm saying so it wasn't like a crazy childhood i had a pretty decent childhood you know what i'm saying it wasn't Super bad. Of course, you know, it's things you go through growing up, mm -hmm. you know, trying to find yourself. But other than that, it wasn't like a, oh, my gosh, it was a crazy, you know, Shoot my mom was. Night and yeah, just. Yeah, you know, we had to hide under the bed. And, you know, yeah. my dad is at the window with the ratchet like he Malcolm X. Like, it, was, <laughs> yes. it wasn't like that. Right. So now your father was a DJ, right? My stepfather. Stepfather Who's Jamaican, DJ. yes. He, okay. he was a DJ in Brooklyn. And that's how I kind of got introduced to what djing was because they always used to have like basement apartments mm. um, basement on um, parties in like the apartment building that we was like staying in okay. way 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 back in the day before i moved to Queens. so i always remember like being young and mm. you know like coming back and forth because after a while i lived with my grandmother so i would come back and forth to you know stay with my mom or whatever and mm. it would just be like 
basement parties, Heineken's and mm-hmm. Guinness and, you know, mm-hmm. freaking blunts. I didn't know what blunts were then, but I was seeing it all around. Like, what right. is this roach looking thing? You know, so. <laughs> you get older, like, oh, okay, that's oh, what it was. Now, now I'm, old, I'm like, okay, oh, that's okay. what it was when I yeah, found it. Busy. Okay. okay. Around me. Right. <laughs> right. Around, <laughs> around me. Okay, cool. <laughs> Reality was it was always around me, but yeah, that's basically how I kind of got introduced to DJing. Now, you said that DJing wasn't like your first initial pass and you wanted to be like a performer, like a singer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So where'd that come from? Like, Matt, well, what's your musical background? Like, do your step parents, your parents do music? Does it your grandparents do music? Like, um, I mean, I don't have like big superstars. I would probably be the first one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no pun. Yeah, I'm saying. No. <laughs> but um, like we have like. Allison Hines is like a cousin of a cousin in our family. She's like a Caribbean superstar. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, we know, you know, re- relatives to like Peter Ram and stuff like that. Mm. So it's more mostly like Caribbean culture type mm. of, you know, relations as far as people. Like, you know, I had people playing bands and stuff like that in my family, but no one was like a really like, oh, my grandfather was the founder of the yeah. Three Bajan or You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But my influence will also come from, of course, them being from the Caribbean. So I was introduced to the sound of Calypso, Soca, Reggae, mm-hmm. you know, dance hall music, you know, five years old on my head top type of things. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the culture. Right, right. You know, but also, you know, my parents, you know, were Americanized, so mm. they were listening to hip hop. Being in Brooklyn, you right, know what right. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it w- I was introduced to a lot of different things growing up. Now um, you were singing. Now did you ever form like a group? Where you, did you do performances around town? Yeah, like, <laughs> I did actually. I was like, I wanted to be the next Beyonce. Beyonce you know, Beyonce. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna form a group. I'm gonna get a couple girls from my block, and we are gonna do this. Mm. It didn't. It didn't succeed. You know, we. Got older and boys, you know, mm-hmm. started looking good. We was like, like oh, oh, oh niggas. <laughs> Fuck the singing shit. Fuck the singing shit. I'm about to go outside with the short shorts. Nah. With these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, nah, but you know, we just got older and, you know, our passions clearly changed over time. So mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where it was just like little childhood dreams. And then, you know, I had to go and figure out myself by going to college and going to work and see what it is that I want to do. But like mm. I said, music was always like still in my, in my background, I would say. Mm-hmm. So you kind of lost like the passion for that, for like singing and stuff like that. So you play, you play ball too, right? Yeah. In high school, uh, elementary high school. Okay. Yeah. And what happened with that? You just, I mean, keep up with that. It's a sexist world and the fact that I wanted to be <laughs> the first woman <laughs> on, in the NBA. You know, mm. it wasn't going to work out. That was like a dream deferred. So mm. that being said, you know, I just I just got over it. You know, I got lazy. I didn't want to do running and sprints and, you know, suicide anymore. <laughs> all that shit it takes that. to be a star type thing. All of that, you yeah. know, all of that. So I just was like, whatever, I'm done. Do you think that'll ever happen with DJing where you'll just like one day wake up and say, you know what, I don't feel like it no honestly like i feel like doing something else like producing or something or just something else that involves music no honestly like djing is i'm gonna be like how they have those old school djs and they sit at the table with their little they little equipment and shit and they just be (laughs) 
but they had the party lit like the all white parties all black mm-hmm. parties boat rides and boat. stuff yeah I'm gonna be one of those like it's gonna be lit my pit my <laughs> you know fly is gonna be mad old school mm. mad like you know whack looking cause that's how they be and looking this but boat party gonna be lit right 51st <laughs> turn to 52 like hey everybody pop out you know it's always gonna be a vibe with me but music and what DJing has done so far in the doors that it's opened, I can't just like abandon that. That's like my my first child. Like, right. I can't. I ain't gonna be like, all right, fuck you, kid. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes niggas do be like that though. But, it, you know. it, nah, I, I have too much gratitude for what and how far DJing has brought me. Okay, now when you get the DJing bug, what, mm. what's your first purchase? Mm. My first purchase, uh, I think I went all out honestly because there was like this pawn shop. Mm. that was up the street from my house and i remember i was like waitressing at the time and i just was like saving up my money because i wanted to buy equipment so people was giving me like you know different quotes and stuff like that so i just was saving in general Mm. and i just remember going to the pawn shop and i just was like asking about like dj equipment Mm. and one um the the first guy he sold me like a serato box and he sold me like these old school Newmark like turntables, like mm. trash shit mm. in a trash ass mixer for like $700. But it was mm. the best $700 that I spent because it was like, yo, I took that mixer and that Serato box and I took those turntables and I was in my crib practicing like literally like 12 hours a day. Like I would go to work, mm. go waitress all the way in Long Island come back home dj practice and just keep doing it over and over again until i like i i you know felt confident enough to be like okay guys i'm a dj mm-hmm. book me right. <laughs> now who teaches you how to dj at first i was going to um a former mentor of mine and prior before he became my mentor he was basically charging me for lessons on a weekly basis mm. so i was like paying for these lessons to learn how to dj from the nitty and the gritty. I wanted to know how to use techniques and vinyl records and DJ without a laptop if I had to because mm. I wanted the respect of, you know, the DJs in this game. Mm. So I was paying for lessons and then after a while, you know, I just became more self-taught and just kept working and linking with other people like my homeboy Ernst, who's a great DJ. Mm. You know, we would literally like have sessions almost every day and he would teach me certain things you know, how to become a better DJ. So things like that is, you know, people like that is how I, you know, got nice and stuff. Okay. So now you start to take it more serious. Mm-hmm. You quit your job at Hooters. Hooters Grand Lux mm-hmm. last. I quit Hooters a long time ago. Then it was Grand Lux. Grand Lux. All right. Yeah. So now you're taking on DJing full time. Right. Now, why quit your job and do it full time? Because. Just on a whim. Well, it wasn't on a whim because I had already put in like my two weeks. Mm -hmm. So I had told myself, I kind of psyched myself into believing that if there was something that happened at work, (laughs) that was a sign to leave, like get out of there. So I remember like literally giving in my my, my two weeks notification and they was like, oh, Milan, you know, you're so da 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 I was like, yeah, wait, but you know, it's yeah, not feeling I'm out, nigga. Bye. You know, because everybody knew at the job that I wanted to DJ. Like, mm. I would literally talk about it all the time. Like, one of my old managers, I seen him just the other day when my boyfriend and I we had went to go eat, and mm. he was like, "Yo, I'm so proud of you." Like, I remember when you came up to me, you asked me, like, "Yo, how do you manage a DJ?" Because he was DJ, uh, he was managing uh, DJ Magic at the time. Okay. So I was like, "Yo, I want to DJ. I want to do this. I want to do that." You know what I'm saying? So. 
just things like that just came, you know, full circle for me and stuff like that. But mm. everybody knew at the job that I wanted to uh, DJ. And I just remember one of my coworkers pissed me off. Mm. And I was like, all right, that's it. You know, that's fuck my these sign. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Never look back. Now, was there ever a plan B? Nope. No. Like, I literally jumped out the window. I mm. was like, yo. Eh. Because my, if anything, I'm like, you know what? I'm a smart girl. Mm. I can always go back and go to school to learn some shit. Because I was already, before that, you know, taking, like, nursing classes and shit. Just for my, my parents, you know? Like, mm. Caribbean shit. Go be a nurse. Go be a doctor or something. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. Have some type of security. So, I already was, like, doing things like that. So, I'm like, you know what? I already have a plan. I'm going to just go back to school, do this nursing shit, be a popping nurse, you know, probably become mm. a nurse practitioner because I didn't want to do the whole thing to be a doctor. But I'm like, I'll be a nurse practitioner. That's my highest level. And I'm going to get these coins. And I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be fly as fuck. Mm, right. And, and that was it. Because, you know, nurses is mad fly. They be having the Nissan Ultimas and all of that. Yeah, the Ultimas be fucking popping popper. in the parking right, lot. Oh right, right, right. So, now, that's a common thing with people right now. They every Everyone thinks that they can quit their job and just pursue mm -hmm. their passion and just everything going to be popping because they see all these success stories. Right. They might see your story and be like, oh, she did the shit. Why can't I do the shit? Now, everyone obviously can't do it. Now, do you have any... Damn, I hate saying that, though. Not, nah, but you're, you're one of the lucky ones. So is it, I feel like it's a chain. Of, is it? Can, is that fair to say? Is a chain of command? You know, because what, what taught me that was Ants, the movie Ants. Because there's always, <laughs> there's always, Come on, Come on. <laughs> there's always workers mm -hmm. and then you have your, you like, know what I'm like saying? Queen your queen yeah. and the, the ones that are, it's just like, a, I don't want to say it's a chain of command, but it's just like. Like a fucking hierarchy where it's like, you don't want to keep building someone else's dream and just going home to your right. shit just be like but i feel like what separates that is the actual dedication to want to do that too mm. you know what i'm saying like some people is well there's a lot of people i would say that say they oh i want to do this and i want to do that mm. but they're not doing anything to do that they right. just keep saying they want to psyching themselves out constantly right. say they want to do it but they're not doing shit you're mm. sitting on the couch you're doing nothing <laughs> life <laughs> like, is passing you by <laughs> life is passing you by <laughs> Like, it's it's crazy. Now, do you have any tips for those people that, you know, just want to quit their job and pursue their passion? Is it, like, invest in yourself? Is it, you know, just oh, yeah. go balls to the wall? Is it just, like, you know, bet on yourself? Like, what? Well, all of those, honestly. Because even while you are working, you're still investing in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, me, fortunately... You know, and as I said before, if this didn't work, I mm. knew exactly what I was going to have to do to sustain myself mm. in this world because that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's just the reality. But thank God that it did work, you know, and it was the alignment for my life. And you just have to, number one, believe in yourself. You know, I fortunately have a safety net and, you know, growing up with my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and keeping it real with yourself, like, it's hard out there. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. So when you have people like my grandmother who is very supportive, you know what I'm saying, it makes it a little bit easier to chase your dreams other than people that have to pay bills and take care of life and really don't have that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you got to be strategic. You mm. know what I'm saying? This this game of life is truly chess. Right. You know who you heard it, who said it best. <laughs> <laughs> now... 
So you're DJing, you got your equipment, you're practicing, you say, fuck right. your job. So now your first gig, your first official gig is Starless, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My like, first little. After like the, you know, the typical baby shower the bullshit. Baby showers you know, yeah. graduation. It's like, oh, can you do my 50th party for me? You know. Yeah, I play okay. some songs for you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. Mm. So now, how was that first night? Do you remember that first night? Um, Yeah, I do remember it. I remember I was more so nervous than anything. Like, my palms were really, really sweaty around that time. Mm. And I just remember kept, I kept saying that, like, yo, I'm mad nervous. Like, my palms are mad sweaty. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept feeling like I'm going to, like, I was shaking. So, me mm. touching my laptop was making yeah, me nervous. Because yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, like, put the song on the wrong spot. Mm. So, I just kept, like, you know, thinking, like, oh, I got these nasty-ass clammy hands. My underarms are sweating OD because I had like this velvet top, so mm -hmm. the velvet was making me sweat even yeah, more. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I just was like, "Damn, this is crazy! Like, I'm really about to do this shit." Because it was different than, like I said, doing your typical baby showers and mm. stuff. Nobody's really expecting you to be like an all star. They just want to hear some shit. Just want to hear some <laughs> shit while the girls on stage shaking ass. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the strip club, they want you to turn up because the girls mm. have to make, you know make money they making money the spot is making money right, basically right. so i just remember doing it and i actually did pretty good from what you know everyone was saying i seen a few dollars being thrown i made it rain probably once or twice <laughs> so i was like oh this is lit, this is lit. i'm doing this, I'm doing this forever <laughs> you know what i'm saying but no nah, it was it was over after that now do you still get nervous i imagine you that you still get nervous when you do yeah. big gigs and stuff now now what's the pep talk that you give yourself before you actually get on the set Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up, like, <laughs> ask her. She, I'm Come the fuck down. You got this. Because shut my ass, I'll be like, I'll be crazy. I'm a maniac. I had to admit that to myself just, what, yesterday? Mm -hmm. I really looked at myself in the mirror. I said, yo, you're losing your freaking mind. Like, <laughs> because I literally get such in a place of, like, anxiety and nerves because i mm. want to make a great impression like the last thing i want to do is make a fool of myself mm -hmm. and have people talk bad about me you know what i'm saying like oh she sucks boo right. turn that shit off the fuck out of here the fuck out of here so so you be in your head a lot i do i do that. yeah a lot now have you ever gotten any bad well have you ever heard of any bad reviews that, that have gotten back to you Honestly, to keep it 100, no. Because I'm pretty honest with myself, and I'm very hard on myself. So even mm. if somebody was to be like, oh, you're whack, like, it would hurt my feelings. But I had a, probably already told that to myself, like, prior. Like, yeah, they're right. I was it, whack anyway. Yeah, that <laughs> like, shit was whack. That shit was whack. It, yeah. I did, that transition was shitty. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so. But I'm learning to be nicer to myself because, you know, the best that I can do is my very best. And to be honest, a lot of people don't know what the hell they're doing either. So you probably sound. Nobody has this shit figured you out. You probably sound like Mozart to, you know, somebody that I don't know mm -hmm. what you're doing, which is true life. A single mom that got out. The first time, it's like, oh, my God, I fucking love this shit. Mm -hmm. But you like, damn, that shit was whack. That shit sucked. Yeah. yeah. There's so many times where I've, I felt like my set was, like, subpar. Mm. And I'll have everybody hit me up, like, yo, you were so good. Like, oh, my God, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, yo, are y'all just gassing me? Mm -hmm. Like, but I guess I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> now, since you provide the vibes to people, so every time, you know, you're on a set, DJing, you know, you have to give yourself to the people. Mm -hmm. Now, how do... Now, how does Miss Milan decompress or wind down when she's giving all her energy to everyone? How does she recharge? Man, I think I'm still in that stage of trying to figure that out, honestly. 
and I need to figure it out before life gets really crazy because mm-hmm. I I put a lot on my plate. I always feel like I need to do more even when I'm doing all that I can, which is just a I guess a a good a good habit to have, but also it can drive you crazy because you mm-hmm. won't appreciate the things that you've already done. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of comes off like, I guess, ungrateful. But other than that, I'm really learning just to like, you know, the moments where there's nothing to be done, that's a sign to, hey, take the time to breathe, get yourself together, sharpen up your instruments and, you know, your mind and things that you need to, you know, tighten up, basically. Mm-hmm. Tighten up season is the down seasons and then you would get back in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, the name is Milan. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Well, honestly... <laughs> Miss Milan really was like a name that I was using from before. It was like my alias when I wanted to do the whole modeling thing. And I had this obsession with, you know, Italy Milan anyway. So mm. I was like, yo, that yeah, name sounds yeah. yeah, that name sounds mm-hmm. ill. You know, that's dope. Milan is Milan. dope. You know, like Milan. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I like this name. And then I'm like, you know, Miss, because I'm such a fucking lady. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's only right that I add the miss to it. Then I was like, MS, nah, MS don't look like, mm, it didn't look pleasing, yeah. you know, but I'm like, M-I-S-S? You got to put some respect on my name, you know? Mm-hmm. So Miss Milan came about and I was just doing like, you know, like I said, I wanted to be an entertainer. So that was where that name really, you know, was inspired by. And then it just stuck with me. Okay. All right. So you DJ at Starless. I imagine that you're doing, you know, a couple other clubs around in. So what's your first big break? First big break, honestly speaking, would have to be with Tax. It was okay. his show that I did, um, his live show, his podcast that mm-hmm. he had, uh, Tax Season, Free Tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember doing his live show. He hit me up about, uh, you know, contacting me to DJ. And I just remember like, okay, I knew who he, you know, who he was because of, you know, the podcast and, you know, his popularity on social media. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm walking into, but I'm going to do it. Right, right. Because, <laughs> you know, he's he's crazy. It takes a while. Yeah. You so. don't really know him. He's like, you know, he's off the wall. You don't know what to. And I'm like, you know, at that time, very shy, timid. You know, I was still trembling in my voice when I was talking to people like, hello. You know, so I was wild pussy. So that being said, (laughs) you know, I just was like, okay. And I just remember doing the live show and the live show was literally, you know, one of those where it was a big celebration because what was it? His first one? I think yeah, his very first Mm -hmm. uh, live show. And he had like, you know, Charlemagne in the building and he had combat jack you know r.i.p combat Mm, and that was the day where i feel like i oh and i always say that because i really recall that day being the day where i feel like damn this was like the insight to what your life is gonna start to Mm. unravel and then things like i said it may look like it's an overnight you know build but things started to unravel from that point you know just the right opportunity and just being aligned just you know made it just do its thing so that was your first time meeting tax um that was like yeah that was the the first time that i had met him and then that's that's how you meet combat 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. met Combat because Combat was recording me with his phone. And, you know, Combat, he had like his his fitted on and he had mm. his big leather vest on. <laughs> <laughs> and he just recorded. I'm like, yo, who the hell is this old nigga recording right. me? <laughs> like, and then he just kept, you know, showing me mad love, though. Like, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was on some like, oh, this man is a creep. It was like, yo. And me being, you know, not knowing, of course, I didn't really know who he really was until somebody was like, yo, that's Combat Jack. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you yeah. know, this is the Combat Jack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just really dope. And from then, like I said, like he even, you know, took me under the wing to be a mentor of mine as well. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's two niggas I miss, I miss them too. Yeah, definitely. Now, I, I feel like a lot of shit would be different. A lot of shit would be different. And I didn't even personally know him. So, it's you good. know, being that I used to hear combat like every Wednesday faithfully. Right. Just to get an episode. But now I just don't hear no more. That kind of fucked me up for a little while. Right. Now, being that you actually knew both of them, how did those two losses like affect you personally or your career or whatever? Well, of course, it was very emotional in the beginning. Like, there was times where I randomly would just cry. Like, damn. Like, because it's still... You know, it was more than just opportunities that were given. It was life lessons. You know what I'm saying? Like character building type of shit that we were, you know, sorry, I had to burp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were, you know, dealing with and stuff like that. So it was kind of, in a way, sad to see people, you know, as far as tax, he was you know building an empire you know Mm -hmm. and just one of the most supportive people that i personally know and really did things because he truly wanted to see his people win so for him to even just you know see potential in me and just want to be like yo Mm -hmm. just you know take you on a wing i got you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. people don't do that and the same thing with combat it was like and these are big men in the industry you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so it's like for them for me to feel safe number one meant a lot before any opportunity you know mm. what i'm saying and then them just mentoring me and just giving me advice and just being there and just you know it, it, it is a big big loss to not have them around right now right so now um dj in four years right mm-hmm. officially now has the dj community i guess accepted this rapid success i guess like is there any like backlash or hey do, or do you see niggas acting funny type of thing i mean if they was i probably wouldn't really know because i really don't pay attention to the negativity of things i could honestly and safely say that a lot of reviews of just me from the dj community you know have been good ones Mm. have been you know positive feedback and i'm very transparent and humble and in my lane that i'm not like yo i'm the illest and i don't really put any type of work into you know my craft or anything like that like i didn't just pick this up two three days ago and i'm like all right i got this this platform so i'm the best dj right right i have to go through the same growing pains as any dj who's been doing this 10 plus years you know Mm. what i'm saying we all got to go through it it's just like i said our time is our time has anyone tried to take you under their wing like combat and tax did at all I mean, yeah, there was some that tried to, but thank God that I never went that way because I love the fact that I can honestly say I'm self-made. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't had anybody that can say, like, oh, you know, this is my protege. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's just like, nah. Nah, I'm me. I built me. (laughs) I have DJ Miss Milan came up on her own type shit, so. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you feel about 
New York DJs when it comes to like breaking music and stuff like that because you know that's been a hot button topic where mm -hmm. you know they they're playing a lot of you know music from other coasts down south Midwest West Coast but they don't seem to be breaking a lot of their own. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's kind of like it's like a double edged sword sometimes because at the end of the day, it's like. Artists in this generation, I feel like they're going to do what's hot at the end of the day. Mm. And it's more so what the labels are signing now compared to what the DJs are playing, where I always feel like the DJs say so should be the golden ticket for anybody. Mm. If we're spinning your record on the radio, we're playing your record on the part in the parties, we even sending each other your records, then... It should be something said about that. Right. But I think the music industry has changed where, not even change, I would more so say is more focused on what the label says is hot. Mm. And I feel like the DJ's word isn't really as strong as it should be. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because me personally, I feel like if I'm playing a record and the response translates, and I'm credible as a DJ, like a Funk Flex, and yeah, Funk yeah. Flex or DJ Clue or Self plays a record, the city is listening like, okay, this yeah. has got to be the next. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. People are not doing that anymore. People are doing according to what they think the label wants. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if it's this new trap singing type of music that they want, they're going to produce that music. And unfortunately, the DJs, because that is what's hot amongst you know the kids and the public, mm. we're gonna be in a way forced to play it. But me, I try to not even try. I put myself in a different position where I think outside the box. You know, mm. I'm on trend to what is hot and what's you know new. But at the same time, I implement my own shit. Mm. Like you know, this is a person or artist that I think you should be listening to. This is you know some new sounds you guys should be checking it out. Mm. And that's just the kind of risk you have to take as a DJ. It's just you know building your name off of integrity. Because I heard your all New York mix and it kind of put me on to some people that I, I've never heard of and probably yeah. wouldn't have if I didn't listen to that mix. Right, right. Because they had the um, new New York uh, playlist for Apple Music. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the artists that I played for them were, well, majority of them were New York tri-state based. Mm. And just and it's just that like that. Like, it's just things like that as well where people probably aren't doing their, their research, you know. They're mm. not doing their music due diligence. So. Absolutely. So now, what's the Fresh Music series that you're starting to do? Well, Fresh Music series is basically my own music platform where I want to put on the indie upcoming artists. I've always had a passion for them since I started DJing, and I always thought that it was a, a, a dope idea to create something that is just dedicated strictly to them. Mm. You know what I mean? And because of you know my growing i guess name in the industry a lot of artists send me different music and i'm just like yo there's so much music out here right and there's so much talent out here we gotta really really get these people you know pop and get them hot so i'm just doing my part as much as i can to do for the people that i truly believe in now are you producing for any of these artists that you not yet not yet not yet but soon come. But that's something that you want to do yeah, definitely. Mm. That's definitely mm. along in a line in the path and in the goals of, mm. you know, doing this whole music mogul thing. Is it when like DJing slows down or is it just like, you know, nah, you it's going to be it in, it's going to be when it, it pops. Mm. When it's ready to pop, it's going to pop. So. Okay. Now, what's been a highlight of your career so far? Was it like like uncommon sense? Was it like 
traveling the world DJing? Was it mm-hmm. what? Um, honestly, I don't have like one one exact just like pinpointed highlight because mm. I feel like everything that has happened so far in my life has been each of a stepping stone to mm. where I am today and where I'm about to go as well. So it's like everything from Uncommon Sense to the recent Apple event, you mm. know, everything has literally made its build to who I am today. So I have to credit everything, honestly. Now, being with your, you know, success that you've been getting, mm-hmm. now, do you see anybody coming around like fake friends or anybody trying to like <laughs> get in your circles like yo I've, I've always fucked with you I mean I've always been one of those people that used to rant and rave about support because I'm genuinely supporting people like mm. you don't have to pay me you don't have to give me anything like if I fuck with something that you're doing I'm mm. gonna fuck with it like right. I'll share it because I like it not because you have to tell me to do it so you do experience, you know, those that have been following you and haven't really been, you know, supportive or, mm. you know, just in general. I've lost, you know, along the way friends, you know, that I thought were going to be here forever. Like, all right, bitch, we going to have the private jet <laughs> in Bora Bora with, mm. the, with the pigs. And they just, you know, played themselves. But mm. it's cool. So the love that you give out, you don't get back that you're saying? I mean, I do receive what I put out, definitely, mm. but you gotta you gotta weave out the fakes as well. You know, mm. everybody's gonna wanna leech and be a part of something if they can, you know. So you just gotta that's why you gotta qualify your circle. Right. So now you love food, right? Mm-hmm. Now, where have you been in your travels that that, that that's had like the best food when it comes to like soul oh food gosh. or seafood or whatever? Damn. It's a tough question. What about soul food? Soul food, honestly, damn, I can't really think of any any spots because honestly, anytime I travel, it's literally an in and out situation. Okay, right, no pun intended, but <laughs> it's literally one of those where it's like, okay, airport, boom, maybe a restaurant in the airport, or if we do get a chance to sit down, it's not for that long so i haven't really got to experience because i've been on other people's Mm. time but when i go on my time Time, i'm gonna go on my own food tour Mm. and i'm gonna do it the big way the miss milan way you know what i'm saying some anthony bourdain type of touring with dj miss milan you know what Mm. i'm saying on rapid to the legend but you know you gotta vlog that of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all content, all, all th- big things. Now you said you're. Hey, hey, this fool is tripping. I'm out of here. I guess my last thing is right. So you're doing this, you're having all this success, mm-hmm. you're building, you're going to these astronomical heights. Now, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, five year, five years later, a hundred interviews later, where do you see the Miss Milan brand or Miss Milan at in five years? Five years. Sheesh, in 100 interviews? I need to get on my Beyonce no interview stance now. You, nah, it's, it's, they, they coming, I'm telling you. <laughs> nah, but um, honestly, five years, I definitely see myself partnering with a record label, if not having my own. Okay. That's a sure, sure fact. Um, more, more branding, you know, I and 
possibly you know my own agency because Mm -hmm. as a dj who else knows how to you know handle djs and stuff like that so Mm. things of that matter just more music and just you know producing hopefully a grammy one day you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. uh or a few grammys you know some billboard placements and stuff like that and just getting artists signed you know i would love to get you know a few artists that can say like yo miss milan you know, she helped me. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Not that I need the credit or anything, but just you know, it's just it's just people I believe in, and I just want to see those people win. So being able to be an instrument piece in that is definitely going to be something that I want to see myself be a part of five years down the line. I don't know who, you know, mm-hmm. so I can't you know pinpoint it, but wherever it comes from, I'm gonna be grateful for it. Who's the artist out here right now that w- that we need to be checking for? Artists right now you guys need to be checking for uh Crystal Kane. She's definitely really dope. Okay. Harlem singer, producer, rapper. Really dope. Um, I love the young boys of Gangtivity, Brooklyn, Cats. Mm. Energies through the roof. They have, you know, really dope visuals and, and you know, they're working out here. Um who else? Who else? There's a few singers, a few singers that, you know, that I think should should be looked at. I know this one girl named Ariel Tool. She's or Tuli, if I'm not saying it right. I mm. apologize, girl. But she's dope. Um, darn. It's like I got a brain fart when I got put on the spot. <laughs> but that's why you can check out my playlist, Fresh Music Series and Fresh R and B Selects, which will have everything that I'm listening. So you can, you know, listen for your pleasure. All right, dope. So where can anyone find you? Everyone can find me, uh, DJ Miss Milan. Uh, subscribe to the website, djmissmilan.com. That's D-J-M-I-S-S-M-I-L-A-N. And all social media is DJ Miss Milan. Okay. Now, real quick. Mm-hmm. It's March 9th, 22 years that we lost Biggie. What's right. your favorite Biggie song? Biggie song. Hmm. Who shot you? Um... I think suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't want it no more. Um, what else? What else? What else? Dead wrong because that beat sick. Stupid. Knocks crazy still. Boom. 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 Still not crazy. Um, damn. What else? What else? Of course, classic juicy. Mm. You know, can't go wrong with that. Oh, sky's the limit. Mm. Love that, love that. Definitely. Damn, what's the one with him and Jay Z? Um, Brooklyn Finest. Yeah, I can't don't fucking know. Nah, yeah, yeah, I do know that. It's not Brooklyn Finest though. But you know what I'm talking about, right? I love the dough, and then you know. Yes, I love that song. All right. Cool. Yeah, those are like a few of my favorite biggies. Were you trying to school me? A little bit, a little bit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Milan, for coming through. I really Thank do appreciate you. it. Thank you, I Chanel, for uh, setting this up. Do appreciate it. You need to have an interview with her. I'm trying. I'm gonna get on. Yo, she, she's coming within like the next month she or so. Yeah, I got her. She be like, I don't know what people going, but I keep telling her like she has. First of all, she has a voice that sounds mm. really good on the mic. You know Yo, what I'm saying? She, so I don't know. Maybe I could discuss some co-hosts. Me and her talked about this. She you gonna come on. I'm, I'm gonna get into her business, and we gonna we gonna wrap it up. Wrap nah, business. <laughs> I ain't gonna dig that deep into you, but I'm just saying, With like, the tea. got some questions for you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but for real, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate thank it. Yeah, I appreciate it. So that's it. So one thing's for certain. We too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. I go by the name of Domino. That's Miss Milan. And we out of here. Domino, motherfucker, what's happening? C'est tout.